If you've ever thought about starting your own podcast, consider Anchor Media. Hi, everybody. It's Rob Smith with the Lighter Side of Dark podcast with Solio and Smith. And I want to tell you a little bit about our good friends at Anchor Media. It's real easy to get started. Basically, go to the internet, search for Anchor Media. It'll come right up on your browser. Take an opportunity to follow the step-by-step videos, and you could have a podcast going just exactly as Solio and I have for the past six seasons. So uh, check them out, Anchor Media. Where you go from there is completely up to you, but they'll get you started. Anchor Media, the place for podcast beginners. Hey, everybody. This is the LSD Podcast. First of all, thanks for listening. Second of all, you're not being forced to. During our podcast, we will attempt to entertain you, make you think a little bit. We believe in the First Amendment and our right to our own opinions. You may disagree, and you can always vocalize those disagreements with us. But if you're easily offended, we're probably not the podcast for you. We try to make you think of things from a lighthearted side. We talk politics, yeah, and occasionally we even bash religion. We make fun of certain groups and even ourselves. So if you're that easily offended, please don't listen to our podcast any further. You're not being forced to. Now, let's try to be entertaining. I'll say something cool. Great stuff, guys. Very entertaining, and I have no future as a defense attorney. I'm glad I found that out today. Oh, God, I love everything about your podcast. Well, I love your... I've, you know, been listening to you guys for probably the last six months or so and kind of half on it. I love hearing you guys come on and kind of talk about stuff in really a way that's, I don't know, you don't really care uh, what, you know, how, how bad it sounds. You're saying the truth, and I think it's just cool to hear. You know, it's a little refreshing to hear with all the um, the edited stuff. I love it. Makes my day. Really enjoy uh, listening to you guys and your sense of humor and everything and the, these uh, interesting subjects that you Welcome to The Lighter Side of Dark, Season 7, one of the fastest growing podcasts in the U.S. Now, here to make your eyes roll and attempt to entertain you are Solio and Smith. Milk. Hey, there we go. I, I, you know what? Today's a good day. I don't have the beard in the way anymore. You know, I was just about to say, for those of you watching us on YouTube, which is no one. Perfect. My, my my partner in crime is now beardless. It's it's dude, you look ten you look as young as your wife now. Because you've always looked like an old man who met, you know, a girl on, on, on set. And or in this case the swing the swing set. That's how I've always felt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With a lollipop here. Yeah, for, yeah. For those of you that have never heard me talk about this, Solio definitely married it up. Good to see you, Solio. Good to see you too. And uh, you're you're loud enough this week. We're looking at the meter here. Last week, bunch of people bitching and complaining to me directly. We love the show. We listened to season seven, episode one, and Solio and the other Smith is how he was referred to. Mm. We were we, we we tried a dual wireless microphone setup last week. It just wasn't very loud. You're staring at the screen, so you got to tell me. I think we're good. I'm okay. seeing just just peeking into red. Just okay, good. kind of whispering. I like I like peeking in. Mostly yellow, little red. This will tell us. Now, one of our one of our listeners, we we've had the we've been playing the listener comments thing that we put together with. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, Ira, a guy named Joel, Vicky, um, Gabe, and uh, and Dave, regular listeners to the podcast. And uh, I was I, I finally listened. Gabe was like, you know, I like listening to you guys because you know you don't really care how bad it sounds. I'm like, <laughs> I know. He meant that as a compliment, I guess. I think, I don't know if he did, but I think we're going to judge. I'm just going to take it and, and take it as one. Like, yeah, I think like, he meant know. we don't care how it comes off. Because um, we are basically unrehearsed. We don't like the idea of rehearsing. No, and we're not. Yeah, we're not rehearsed. And skit nonsense and, and stuff like that. I don't think that it, it, who the hell has time for that? 
Who, yeah. Who's got time for sketch? If hey, if we can get a polished sketch on here, if I can crank something out and say like, send you a great sketch, like I think this would be a good fit. I'll do that. Yeah, and we'll, we've done we'll that stick before. It in, yeah, yeah, and we'll, we'll jam it in there at the appropriate time. But my goodness. Uh, Boy, it's hard enough. Because our show is a little bit like uh, kind of a, a the the old morning radio shows used to be. And my idols when I worked at uh, Q95 in Indianapolis were Bob and Tom. Those guys were great. Had comedians on every week. Did the news. Did sports. You know that that kind of stuff. And sure. we talk a little bit about uh, everything. But um, one of our listeners, um, Battle Battle. And that's spelled B-A-D-D-L-E, B-A-D-D-L-E at uh, yahoo.com. Okay. Said, suggested, and when I first read this, I thought, oh, come on. Really? And then I went, it's not that unusual. He said we should do a segment every week this week in mass shootings. Oh, boy. Well, that's morbid. That's morbid, but sadly, it's it's like true. It would almost be like a public service. Like, here's how many happened this week, just so you know, so we can keep track. We are to a point now where it's like, well, you know, uh, hey, coming up next is uh, this week in this weekend mass shootings uh, with Solio and Smith. It used to be There's satire. A- it used to be satire. That, yeah. That would have been funny and like RoboCop or something. This week in mass shootings, we have this, this, this. And now it's not satire because that's where we are, and it's weird. RoboCop how is kind could of... this be news? Thank you, Dave. Here are your hosts, Solio and Smith. I'll tell you how this can be news, uh, Mr. Dave Anthony, because it's... And this was in my hometown. The oh. most the most recent shooting was in my hometown. A mall that yes. I went to all the time. Really? Greenwood Park Mall. Okay. It's, uh, it's, it's just south of Indianapolis. It's right at County Line Road between Marion County and Johnson County. Sure. Um, I've been to the Dick's Sporting Goods entrance where you walk right in and there's the food court. I used to date girls and I, we'd meet in the food court before we go to the movies and stuff. My daughters were just in that mall back in February. In that mall, and they went back home to see some uh, friends and family. And but we we have to talk about the 22 year old um, with a gun elephant in the room. Right. By the way, I am capable, as I know you are too, of having two opposing thoughts in my head all the time. That's my battle myself. We didn't agree with the violence of Black Lives Matter protesters, but we agreed with the fact that they were protesting. So you, you can have both thoughts in your head. protesting is part of it, absolutely. Now, this 22-year-old young man who would have a legal right to carry a firearm fired 10 shots and killed this guy. Uh, nothing but applause. Love to have him on the program. I'm sure he's going to be on a lot of other <laughs> bigger sure. programs than us. I have no issues with him whatsoever. He legally carried a firearm. He did the right thing, and he saved some people. 20 more people could have died. This guy had several more right. clips of ammunition. Sure. Um. However, we do, you do know that this is absolute fuel for the fire mm-hmm. of, see, see, a good guy with a bu- gun stops a bad guy with a gun, hold on, after he killed four people. Mm-hmm. Right. So the answer to gun violence, I don't think is more guns. I, I know it's not. I mean, you could look at across the world and there is data to support what you just said, and, and by removing guns you yeah, remove, and everyone's Mer- going to say Americans don't like data no. data bad they don't and they and you know the, the default argument is when they, and all the criminals are going to have the guns like okay so my father was an NRA supporter my father had a large uh, collection of handguns mm-hmm. everything from a uh, a six shooter a, 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 a Colt from the Wild West days which was always one of my favorites to a 45 and uh, he even had uh, a couple 
you know, police revolvers and stuff like that. I grew up with a respect for guns, and I, sure. I had a license to carry a gun when I lived in Indiana. Right. Um, so, again, for those that you just, oh, you're just a left-wing nut job liberal, you don't want anybody to have guns. No, don't, oh. don't paint me into a corner. There's plenty of, of, of Democratic voting gun owners, plenty of them. They just don't use it as their identity and talk about it on Facebook all the time. Uh, plenty of left left wing but it, it's it's just to a point now where we are we're glorifying people like Kyle Rittenhouse and this guy did uh, did a great thing I'm glad he was there right if my family was in that mall I I I stand behind this guy while he's firing you I know, I get no issue with that the but media, it's going to be turned into right media is looking for a hero story and you could say that's a hero thing he did heroic thing he did. But the greater issue, like you said before, the thing they're ignoring to get to the hero story is the four people that died that he that then he had to step in. So if, if, if the guns, if the automatic weapons are not so easy to get to, if we lock down those things, then the four people are not even brought up. It's The fact those are an afterthought is what's scary. They're trying to normalize this, this cowboy behavior. Uh, well, I don't know if you remember when, uh, when we had our in-studio guest, uh, Ira, Yes. He even said, he goes, well, should we all start buying bulletproof vests? We thought that was a, kind of a silly thing to say, but now I look back on it and I go, I was actually looking up the price of a civilian uh, vest and thinking about, if I'm going out someplace in public, oh, I don't know, like a mall or a school, yeah. you know, someplace where we used to be able to feel safe. Right. By the way, what about the theory of now the school's out, this guy goes to a mall because there's kids there. Why do they have to shoot kids? You know what? They're out of the womb. They don't matter then. Right. Yeah. I guarantee this guy would not have shot a pregnant woman because that would have killed a fetus. But then it's two people. That would have killed a baby. Right. Once the baby's out, kill him. Yeah. The, I, I hate to say things like that, but I swear to you, it's... Well, the it, hypocrisy is... How do you argue it? They don't... There's no logic. It's just... When you cling to a religious ideology and God as your, as your ultimate argument, you can't reason with that. And that's why it's scary that people are trying to... The, the, the church and state together it never was supposed to be there but they're trying to act like it was supposed to be there interesting you should just mention that um, I was looking through my Facebook yeah and there's a young man running for state representative district 22 uh, Levy, Levy County Gilchrist and western Alachua counties um, this is what he says I'm running to put God, family, and our Constitution back into the limelight of our republic. <clears throat> Interesting. Hmm. He, he lost me at the God part. I like how he dances around, he dances around the, the, the technicalities with back into the limelight instead of into the Constitution, even though he's saying constitutional, what is this, constitutional candidate or something? Yeah. He's going, you know, anyone who really spouts the patriot stuff and the nationalist stuff. Well, the stuff, thing is, Bill Maher made a, com made a comment on his show about this. He showed all these different ads, and they're literally written by the same person. They just changed the name. So they're pandering to people. Right. It's a tactic. Now, and, and this, says, I, this was my response. Yeah. I would for sure vote for you until you said you were trying to put your God back into my life. The Founding Fathers wanted a separation of church and state. You would still get elected without the religious stuff, but that's what all candidates do now. That's how you get elected. I genuinely wish you the best, but you lost me. Save it for Sunday. I sent that 
because he he's responding to people on that on that yeah. post. Oh, I'm sure we'll he's we'll see if he responds. I have a feeling he's not going to, or no. it'll end up deleted or something. Oh, because everybody else is on there. It's like share, share, share. Of I greatly course. appreciate it. Great to see a man of integrity and a man of right. God running for office. That's it. Can you name an atheist who's been elected? Name one. Uh, none. I no. hate to break it to you. You can't get no, elected in the United States of America unless you say you're Christ. Jim. Even Obama had to be like, yeah. Uh, yeah, fine. I'm Christian. Christian whatever. Whatever you need. Just, yeah. just let let me in. You know, like he's just. The, the, the religion, organized religion, is is a thing that the future generations look at that and go, "Are you kidding me?" They, you know, they they have a more critical thinking than certain people think because they grew up the ability to do their own research on. We we look back, we look back at the ancient times of Egypt and the ancient Greeks and the Romans and go, "You guys are idiots! Right. You were polytheists. You believe there was a god of the sun, god of the wind, god of the water, god right. of the ocean, god of the mountains, god of the lightning, god of the, oh, well, god of the they rain. Consolidated it. Now it's okay, right? Because it's just one god now. Yeah. See, we, we streamline well, the process. All they're, they're getting closer and closer to the truth all the time. Uh, but we made fun of those people for their beliefs. But yet, two thousand years from now, yeah. they're going to be looking back at this people. This is how these people got elected back then. Yeah. They claimed to be just about God and the Constitution. Well, I hate to break it to you, the single biggest raping, and I'm using the word raping, of our Constitution was when uh, W was in. The good old Patriot Absolutely. Act. Absolutely. Yep. And you know why they called it the Patriot Act? To make you believe it was red, white, and blue. Everything that has that kind of name is immediately a red flag because you know there's sinister and, and intentions behind it. And that's it. It was the, basically the beginning of the end of our privacy, uh, the Patriot Act. Now was. they can come in, do anything they want. To you, no abs- no rights whatsoever. They can just treat you however they please. So, God forbid we ever get a malevolent government across the board, which is, we're on the precipice of that. We're really fucked. If we have a benevolent, a benevolent government in place that, that uses the, you know, creates laws to curtail certain things and creates and thing that breaks up monopolies, we don't have that right now, and, and it's dangerous. So, you know, we, we're a lot closer to looking like China than we are Europe. I, I will tell you that this this is going back to 2002. I was driving back from a gig. I had a two-hour and 15-minute drive back. Yeah. I was listening to uh, AM radio, and the Sean Hannity radio show was on. And this was during W. And uh, I thought, you know something? I got two hours and 15 minutes. I'm going to call in. I called in. Busy signal, busy signal, busy signal. I kept hitting redial. Finally, I got through. The call screener took my name, said I had about a 20-minute wait. Said, okay. I said, I'm driving. I'm good. I got on the radio with Sean Hannity. Here's what I asked him. I said, Sean, um, uh, you know, long-time listener to the program because you got to coddle to him a little a bit. Little bit kind of like course. we ask our listeners to tell them they're, long, they're a long-time listener. Right. You're not going to say, I hate you, you jerk, because then they hang and up. I and I said, I have always admired the fact that you have never hung up on someone on the air. They've hung up on you, but you've never hung up on them because you're always able to maintain your cool and keep get your point across. I have some questions, if you don't mind. He goes, absolutely. And uh, I said, okay, can you define communism? He gave this loose definition of communism that all of the products, all of the property is owned by the government and allocated so that everyone has an equal share and mm-hmm. you know you don't have any rights, you don't have any freedoms, you basically are a government drone. I said, okay. Can you define socialism? He kind of said, without saying, same as communism, which it isn't. Right. 
socialism is a big part of communism, but it is not the same thing. Right. It's like saying it's almost like a subcategory. Blue is a is a subcategory of purple. Mm-hmm. You can't have purple without blue. Right. But you can still have blue and purple. Exactly. Separately. That's I think. And I said, word. okay, fascism. And he goes, he he stopped me. And he goes, where are you going with this? I said, I'm I'm curious. I hear these words said on your program and on Rush Limbaugh's program and on Bill O'Reilly's program, and and these guys. But I said, I, I hear you use the word, and I'm wondering how well you know the definition of the word. What's a theocracy? What's an autocracy? What's an aristocracy? I said, these are things that I don't believe a lot of listeners understand. They hear the word used and used in a bad context. Oh, you're a fascist. What? Okay. And, or, <gasps> or, or, you know, or you're, you're an autocrat. Oh, right. You're saying or, people just... Or, or a xenophobe. They just use them as buzzwords. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what's a xenophobe? I had to ask one of my kids one time mm-hmm. sure. when, when she used afraid the word of xenophobe. <laughs> I said, yeah, they're, they're, that means I'm afraid of anyone who doesn't think, look, or act like me or from where I am. Mm, someone who's not like in your immediate least. In, in, in your bubble. Almost. Yeah. In, yeah. Your, in your bubble, bubble of comfort. And, and, and he just kept going, well, I still, I'm still not quite sure I understand. I said, I'd like for you to take a moment. I'm sure somebody in there can hop on the internet and get these definitions directly up in front of you and read them out loud so your listeners will understand what is a theocracy. You know, and and because he, he was talking about the um, that North Korea is a communist state. Right. And Christopher Hitchens, one of my favorite authors, explains it is absolutely not a communist state because their leader... The dear leader is Kim Jong-il. You know who's still the leader of the country? Kim Jong-un. Right. The, the great leader. He's still the president of the company, excuse me, country, right. and he's been dead for 21 years. That's a, a, a necrocracy, mm-hmm. um, a mausolocracy, a thanatocracy. He's dead. But the, the, the dear leader is his son, right. who is considered, on the day he was born, all of the birds in North Korea sang in Korea. Oh, what a coincidence. Every day you are praising the dear leader. All day long. He, he explains that this is a religious state. Do you know that Kim Jong-il doesn't poop? Is that the narrative that they push, huh? He does not poop. I mean, he certainly looks like he never has. Good point. <laughs> but... He is refer- He is he is a god there. Yeah. He is a living. That's how he's the only thing they're missing is uh, the Holy Ghost. They got the Father. They got the Son. The only thing they're missing is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It, and when, so when people say it's a communist state, no, it's really a theocratic state. It is it is a dictatorship. You kind of have to look at the head of the state of the, of the country, and then from there determine what it. Is. It might paint itself as something, and, right. and the government might itself as something but you're right you kind of like i think hitchens in this case i know you're a big hitch guy and because hitch always looks to the to the deeper and just to the you know he's he's like the logic of it and uh, using your common sense of it all and he's here he's just saying uh well i've got the last week i i forgot because we had an in-studio guest uh jesse smith thanks jesse for being on the program by the way i know you're listening um I, I missed doing Hitch Slapped. Hitch Slapped. So I've got my one for this week. It's a minute, minute, 30 seconds. This one is, ref- he's uh, arguing with a religious zealot about miracles. Okay. That miracles are real. That's the setup. And this was his answer, and I thought he handled it rather well. 
and in each case you must, and especially if you didn't see it yourself and you're hearing it from someone who says that they did. But I would go further and say the following. I'll grant you that it would be possible to track the pregnancy of the woman Mary, who's mentioned about three times in the Bible, uh, and to show that there was no male intervention in her life at all, but yet she delivered herself of a healthy baby boy. I can say, I, I don't say that's impossible. Parthenogenesis is not completely unthinkable, but it does not prove that his paternity is divine. And it wouldn't prove that any of his moral teachings were thereby correct. Nor, if I was to see him executed one day and see him walking the streets the next, would that show that his father was God, or his mother was a virgin, or that his teachings were true? Especially given the commonplace nature of resurrection at that time and place. After all, Lazarus was raised, never said a word about it. The daughter of Jairus was raised, didn't say a thing about what she'd been through. Um, and the Gospels tell us that at the time of the crucifixion, all the graves in Jerusalem opened and their occupants wandered around the streets to greet. So that it seems the resurrection was a, a, a something of a banality at the time. Not all, <laughs> not all of those people clearly were divinely uh, conceived. So I'll, I'll give you all the miracles and you'll still be left exactly where you are now, holding an empty sack. Nailed it. And he, he talks about all the time, he goes, is, is, is a miracle proof that all the laws of nature and physics were suspended in your favor? Or that perhaps you just misunderstood? And there's a great line by, by David Hume who talks about, he goes, is it, is it true of an immaculate conception or that a Jewish minx should tell a lie? <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. Do you think you've ever witnessed a miracle? That's a great question, and, and you know, uh, deep thoughts with yeah, Paul Solia. Trying to think if I've ever witnessed with my own eyes something that I just had. That, to, you, that you would say it's a miracle. I, I saw it. I, this was there, and then suddenly this was there. God, I, or I, I wanted this to happen, and somehow it just happened. Okay, I'd like to marrying your wife. Okay, it's your first miracle. That, that might that be it. Yeah, I'll probably give you that finding one. that, finding my wife through. I, uh, I could say it's a miracle that I've had a woman stay with me for 15 years. That's like 45 in normal years. Those are our first miracles, but yeah. uh, I can't think of any specific incident that 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 is a story I tell. To, I'm hoping you have something. No, I damn, really don't. Damn. I mean, I, I will tell you that um, one night I was driving back from a DJ gig had a weird sensation come over me to stop the car. Okay. I pulled over at an intersection, stopped the car, literally waited about 10 seconds, then pulled back into the intersection and went on through. Five or six stoplights up US-19. I basically arrive at the scene of an accident that happened 15 seconds before I got there. Steam still coming out of the hood, people still in the cars, airbags deployed. So did something tell me to pull over right. so that I wasn't in that accident? I can't say that's a miracle. I, I can't. But you can't say that something didn't interrupt your, almost like a butterfly effect. But I'll bet somebody who has a Bible would tell me it was. Well, of course. That was the good Lord making sure you were safe. Now, it killed those other people. But he works the mysterious way. He does every time. He works, works the mysterious, mysterious way. You had to live so 18 people could die in a head-on collision. Exactly. The Lord a baby fell out of a building. I swear to God, bounced on the ground. Wasn't even hurt at all. Mm. 
Lord saved him. Now, eight, 18 children died five seconds later in over in Ethiopia from bad water and diarrhea, but mm, they but weren't Christians. God loves Nestle, though, so that's how that works. That is absolutely true. true. So, I, I mean, I mean, I'm a big fan of Hitch. He just sometimes seems to just clarify things in a way that just makes you... I just We just want people to think. Just think, people. It's, for God's it's sake. Well, it's... Asking people to critically think is, 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 is asking a lot. I find that there people either are ten, tend to do that or they tend to actively ignore it and live with their head in the sand. And, and there's a smaller percentage of them, but they sure are loud. Um, but I think anybody who is open to critical thinking should be open to finding the best solution of anything, any problem, and making things better for as many people as they can uh, in a way that is moral. And I feel like when you just cling to an ideology of, well, God said this, it gives you license to just bulldoze human lives, just rights, privacies, and just in the name of God. That's terrifying. In, in, in one of the upcoming weeks where we play another uh, uh, Christopher Hitchens clip uh, called officially Hitch Slapped, uh, I will play the one that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refer to here where he, he talks about uh, the way people will twist and turn uh, elements of religion to just literally fit their bill. We call it cherry picking. Yeah. You know, the ones that cherry pick the Bible and so on and so forth. Uh, but there was a cool thing on Facebook the other day that uh, talked about it. it. goes, let's play a game called Bible Roulette. Open the page to a Bible, find a random act in the Bible, and do it. Last one to go to jail wins. <laughs> <laughs> That's a that actually would make a great sketch. Bible roulette. We might have to break down like a summary of some of the finer points. Maybe um, here is a bullet point version of some, some of the things the Bible specifically states and that are either directives or activities that can be done. And we put it in a book and point it. And boy, people are going to be amazed by some of the things they see. Uh, there's bestiality in there, I'm pretty sure. There's, oh, oh, yeah. There's there's pedophilia, I, yep. th- I think. Incest. There's slavery. Murder. Uh, murder. It's anything in like a great action movie and something that you wouldn't want your children to see. It's all in the Bible, ladies and gentlemen. Action-packed yeah. with the most gr- grotesque and... I literally had a kid who was eight years old uh, in a... Uh, in a Sunday school class kind of confront the Sunday school teacher about it. He goes, uh, it was really, yeah, basically saying, well, you guys always refer to the Bible as the good book. Why are there, why are there stories in there about so much killing? I, I wish more kids would ask this. And the Sunday school teacher said exactly what you said in your Christian voice. The Lord works in mysterious ways. In other words, stop asking questions. Just listen to what God said. You know what I, you know, I feel like that is, I feel like that's the Christian rope-a-dope. It is. They're in the corner. It absolutely the is. The other person is just pummeling they'll them. They'll wait you out. And they're just rope-a-doping. They're just going to wait you out. They'll, they'll never have a counter. And it's and it's worked this far. It's Tell worked. us about Carlin's Corner this week. We're going to segue into another segment of religion <laughs> yeah, this with was, Carlin Corner. I think was, Corner. this was the one I, I said. This was, I think, a 90-minute, 90-second uh, 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 second clip on uh, Carlin going after uh, religion in general. And I'm trying to think of. Do we have the, Do we have yeah. the clip? I don't. It's ready. Oh, it's, it's ready to rock right here. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is this week's episode, uh, issue of Carlin's Corner. Carlin's Corner. But in the bullshit department, in the bullshit department, a businessman can't hold a candle to a clergyman. 
Because I got to tell you the truth, folks. I got to tell you the truth. When it comes to bullshit, big time, major league bullshit, you have to stand in awe. In awe of the all-time champion of false promises and exaggerated claims, religion. No contest. No contest. Religion. Religion easily has the greatest bullshit story ever told. Think about it. Religion has actually convinced people that there's an invisible man living in the sky who watches everything you do every minute of every day. And the invisible man has a special list of 10 things he does not want you to do. And if you do any of these 10 things, he has a special place full of fire and smoke and burning and torture and anguish where he will send you to live and suffer and burn and choke and scream and cry forever and ever till the end of time. But he loves you. Such a master of timing. He loves you. And he needs money. Yeah. Oh, he seems to be all seeing, all omnipotent, all powerful. Just can't balance a checkbook. Yeah, that that is that. There is a little bit more, and that's and that's the other half of it. Is he goes on to say he loves you and he and he needs your money. So just pointing out the absolute just hypocrisy and how it just rules through fear. It rules through fear by basically saying he's he is a surveillance state. Essentially, God sees you. He knows everything you do. Don't do this. And like he's saying, here's the list of things that these are the commandments to live by. Which, interestingly enough, the people that preach it don't live by anyway. Right. And they, you know, they ask for money. They just, like you said, cherry pick certain things and bullet points that make good talking points. Thou shalt not kill. Right. Is preceded by four commandments that if you break the commandments, people around you are supposed to kill you. Context is very important. So, thou shalt not kill. Unless someone works on Sunday. Or sleeps with another man's wife. Or takes another man's goat. Kill them then. And I, it reminds me of a parent smacking their kid and saying, stop hitting. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's the, that's the idiocy that, that, that we live in now. Right. And then they take... And that's a very important point that you just said, thou shalt not kill. Unless... You know, so basically there is an asterisk on thou shalt, thou shalt not kill. But nobody would know that that would spout that as, as oh, I follow the Ten Commandments. By the way, in the ancient Aramaic that the New Testament was written in, uh, the word kill and murder were the same word. I'm okay with a commandment that says, thou shalt not commit murder. Sure. That would be different. Thou shalt, thou shalt not commit murder. If necessary, to fight for your property and your family and your tribe... Yeah, you, you kill you kill in battle. Sure. That's not murder. Sure, there's exceptions for that nowadays. That By are the way, the, uh, the ancient uh, Hebrew word Alma, which is what was listed in the Bible as Mary, Alma, a young girl. It doesn't mean virgin. It means young woman. Alma means young woman, mm-hmm. not virgin. The King James Bible changed it to thou shalt not kill. That, that Mary was a virgin birth think about that for a second just they, another they, game of telephone yeah it, it, it's it's context and by the way king james proven historically was gay right. so you have a gay king editing the bible 
and that's fine. And nobody questions it for some reason. The King James Bible. But he figured he would twist him up a little bit. He left that thou shalt not lie with another man in there to prove, oh, I'm not gay, right? I've taken that out. Mm-hmm. Entire segments were gone. I, I miss Carlin. I miss him so much. I know. I really and truly do. He, he was able to sort of predict what is going on now or, or shine the light on it before other people were shining the light. You said it last week. He was, ahead of the, he was so far ahead of yeah. his time. So I wish I would have loved to have heard. He probably would have been so so defeated by now seeing that it all come to fruition. You know, and that, that he saw it coming this far out. This 30 years out uh, has to be disappointing. But um, it really is. Uh, it's just it's scary kind of the... The, the extremism that, that I'm seeing in general lately and, and religion and, and thumping that Bible and Christian and faith. You hear faith a lot. Family and faith. Put it back in the, what did he say, the spotlight. Do you literally know what the definition of faith is? Uh, well, I, I'm going to assume that it's something that's a little bit different than we might expect based on that question. The definition of faith is a belief in something with no evidence. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's I think that is a good faith. Just believe. Yeah, that's why they yeah. say, well, just have faith. You know, you don't know what's going to happen, but have faith. Yeah. And that's kind of it. We okay, don't we're, we're planning an event outdoors on Saturday from 4 to 7. <laughs> Hope it doesn't rain. Yeah. I've got faith. faith. Right. Please. Nothing, nothing would, no evidence to prove no that control. it might not rain. No control over it either. Hell, even weathermen don't have control. No, they sure like you to. Technology. Boy, they believe they do. Well, that is going to take care of segment one. We're going to be back with uh, segment two, where we'll be doing Florida Man. Yes, Florida Man is back this week. Uh, I did well last week, and you failed miserably. I'm going backwards. We'll be right back. Looking for something unique for your next event? Try Game Show Party, where we bring all of the classic game shows that we've all been seeing our entire lives. Shows like Family Feud, The Really Wed Game, Match Game, Pyramid, Wheel of Fortune, Fun Style Jeopardy, and many, many more. Game Show Party brings the full size TV style game show to your next event. Great for fundraisers or parties. So for more information, check out GameShowParty.com or call 727-531-8880 and book your new game show event today. Hey everyone, this is Solio from The Lighter Side of Dark, and I want to talk about my favorite bakery in the whole world, Cuppy Cakes. If you live in the greater Tampa Bay area and you have a special event coming up, a wedding, birthday, getting off probation... I want you to give them a call, go to their website, check out their work. It is impeccable. They've been around since 2011, and they make the most incredible custom cakes you'll ever see. www.ourcuppycakes.com, or you can find them on Pinterest, Instagram, or Facebook. Check them out today. I promise you won't be disappointed. Cuppy Cakes, where life is sweet. Hey, gang. Do you know what time it is? It's time for the Florida Man Game Show, brought to you by Game Show Party, right here in the Tampa Bay area. Florida is famous for its crazy Florida Man headlines, with all the crazy stuff done only by a Floridian. 
Well, in this game, both of our hosts are sentenced to 21 days in the county jail. Each of them will be read three real headlines from the newspaper or the nightly news, and they must choose which one is fake. The reader will do their best to convince them of which one they should choose, and they must either agree or disagree, like Hollywood Square style. If they answer right, they get one day off of their sentence. If they're wrong, they get one day added to their sentence. Let's one. see who gets out of jail first. Now, let's see what crazy stuff Florida Man has done already. Florida Man's done plenty. Yes, Florida Man has, uh, has most definitely done. Thanks for listening, by the way. You're listening to the LSD Podcast with Soleil Smith. I am Smith. I'm Soleil. And last week, when we had our in-studio guest, uh, Jesse Smith, my oldest son, uh, he was our guide, and he guided you incorrectly. And I guided myself, too. I, we agreed. I, I was, went against his suggestion. So now mm-hmm. I'm 17 days and you're 19 days. 19. We're still going the opposite direction from each other. Uh, by the way, uh, the Cuppy Cakes commercials reminded me, extend my thanks again. Oh, absolutely. To your lovely wife who provided me a German chocolate cake. How would uh, Wolfgang say that Yeah, again? this is only the finest German chocolate cake that's coconut ice coconut frosting i don't know how you say it in america like icing it. frosting uh, I, I i will do my russian accent back to you wolfgang it was absolutely amazing the, the coconut you could tell was fresh from bavaria and uh, no dude i ate that for dessert five nice. nights in a row um i cannot thank her enough everything that woman has ever baked for me has not only looked good tasted good cuppy cakes where life is sweet. Back to Florida man. Who wants to go first this week? You want to go uh, first? Or you yeah, want to? I'll just, I'll, right. I'll do some reading right. this week. Just get out of my head a little bit here. And uh, I, this is a, this is a fun one. So you've got some real, three real good classy choices coming up. Courtesy of Florida man. Well, here. it's Florida man. So. A. Florida woman arrested after hiding marijuana in child's lunchbox. Florida man rescued from sea clinging only to inflatable sex doll. Florida man claimed to be Lord of Satan exposed himself. And there's a little uh, semicolon there, so I'll read those again. Florida woman arrested after hiding marijuana in child's lunchbox. Florida man rescued from sea clinging only to inflatable sex doll. Florida man claimed to be Lord of Satan exposed himself. One of those is fake. Sadly, two of those are very, very real. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> the um, I, I think I think I, I think I feel a miracle coming on. Okay, you I've got one that popped way. into my head, and I thought, you know, that sounds so wrong. It could be right. Mm-hmm. So I believe if I get this right, it will be a miracle, and you you and I will be able to say, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that a miracle. I, I have a feeling that the fake one is the Satan one. I'm afraid that Satan has bent you in the wrong direction. Are you kidding me, Satan? Why was you you get thee behind me, Satan? Because he attempts you like that. Is it the sex doll? It is the sex doll. Oh, that was see, that was my first gut so reflex. So your gut set there, and then Satan led you astray, as he always does. By the way. So I'm unfortunately. No, that's uh, one one get one day back. One day back. That means we'll never finish before before this before the uh, new heat wave melts us. We probably won't get out of jail. Well, I'm going Maybe to I'm going to get you back here. So right. I'm going to put an extra day onto your sentence right here. Are oh. you ready, Paul? All right, I'm ready. A Florida man rips urinal off bathroom wall. 
runs naked out of restaurant into the woods. Oh, the old Crystal Meth Tuesday. B, a Florida man arrested for running an illegal snake fighting ring. Ooh, that's interesting. Kind of cool. Well, Mike, by, by the way, Michael Vick is from Georgia. Just right. sure you know. Okay, thank you. A uh, Florida man takes $4,000 worth of chicken and ribs from a restaurant. Oh, boy. So again, your choices are a Florida man rips urinal off the bathroom wall, runs naked out of the restaurant, into the woods. That's totally real. Okay. That's a meth thing to do. Florida man arrested for running illegal snake fighting ring. Dot, 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 it says. That's getting into, you know, fantasy land territory, possibly. Um, But I'm open to to hearing number three one more time. Florida man takes $4,000 worth of chicken and ribs. That's a, from a restaurant. That's an awful. That's lot a of lot chicken of chicken and ribs. You realize how much chicken that would be to have to be retail worth four thousand. Well, that's what, and that's what I'm trying to do. Is you know, I try to do logic when I can, and sometimes that does not work. By the way, now at at, at Hulk Hogan's fortieth birthday party oh. at uh, with the Beach Diner on Clearwater Beach, August of 1993. Ooh. I remember it specifically. Ooh. Macho Man was there. Oh yeah, the hokey pokey brother. I can tell you. <laughs> I can tell you the truth. <clears throat> they had two urinals in the men's room there at the beach diner. Okay. Two of the wrestlers went in there. They were talking to each other. They didn't like the idea of that little wall between them. They ripped that out of the wall. Uh, probably just with one hand. <clears throat> yeah. Probably hit the Gomez brothers over the head yeah. with it. A little you know? too like You know, probably because they're sitting there and they're just like, <clears throat> they just want to. Yeah, Macho Man was there. A whole bunch of really cool. I bet that night I met Vince McMahon and uh, uh, Mouth, of the, Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Oh, pow! Yeah, George Foreman was there. Christopher Lloyd. That, that is a crazy cast. That was that was the night that I called Christopher Lloyd's agent and screwed with him. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. That's a man. There's he one says, of those he stories. Goes, Just call him and tell him you don't want to do the San Diego thing. San Diego he'll, thing. He'll shed himself. <laughs> yeah. All right. So anyway, so uh, they <laughs> rips a urinal off the bathroom wall, runs naked out of the restaurant into the woods. Florida man arrested for running an illegal snake fighting ring. Florida man takes $4,000 worth of chicken and ribs from a restaurant. And I will throw one more thing out there. I attended an insect fighting ring boy where people literally brought their they'll insects they'll bet, they'll bet on anything yeah and there were like yeah. 40 people at the, in this guy's backyard for that yeah. people were bringing these beetles with big heavy shells praying mantises um this one guy had a walking stick i didn't know that was a bug a walking stick um <clears throat> and one had this bug that looked kind of like a scorpion it wasn't a scorpion because mm-hmm. that's a, a a type of uh it's not really an insect. It's kind of a. Yeah, it's a, it's like scary. It's sort. scary, like a snake, but and it'll kill you and sting you. And stuff. All, All right. right so we, are we going to add a day? Are we going to take off a day? The the listeners who are listening to the podcast, they already have their one in mind. It's yeah. either the urinal get ripped off the wall, snake fighting, or four thousand dollars worth of chicken and ribs. I'm going to go the fake snake fighting. Oh wow. We're tied. I was due for a We're tied I was at 18. on a bad streak there. We're tied at 18. Nice work, Sully. Right, Good thank job. You. Now, now, now it's interesting again. 18, that means we'll get out by season 14, possibly. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see we will probably go through every card in this game. We might. We might have to start taking three days off for a win and, and just take a day away for a loss because I, I don't know. If, I don't know. Maybe we're safer in, in jail, actually, the way the climate's headed. I, I don't know. Hey, man, it's three hots in a cot. What can I tell you? It's true. Sometimes it's all I need. <laughs> Florida man. Uh, now, uh, by the way, next week um, we will have um, R&B singer Lady Bane will be on the show next week. She was supposed to be on this week, but literally had something come up where uh, she's uh, going to do some 
uh, an interview and then has to go to the studio and do some more. Um, she sings her own harmonies, which I think is absolutely terrific. Interesting. So she'll, she'll like layer herself, record yeah. it. Yeah, yeah it's kind of yeah. like, uh, like, like in the movie Ray. You know, it's, he ended up doing his own. Uh, it's great if you can, if you have the technical know-how, especially with like with Audacity and the programs that are available to tinker with. You can do it now. Why not? You know, good for her to. Then you don't have to. You don't have to rely on too much. You can use your own backing vocals uh, that you've created. So she put her own work in. But that's uh, it's pretty fascinating what you can do now with the joys of technology. And oh, you absolutely have to love it. I've been trying to track down the um, her song, and I'm wondering if I have it on <clears throat> on something else here. Uh, let me track it down here so you can talk to the wonderful people while well, I'm yes, coming this. up in a, in a bit. We have a one of the debates we have going this season: Hall of Fame, Hall of Shame, or last week if you were listening, Hall of Shame, Hall of Shame. Um, but Hall of Fame, Hall of Shame, and what we're going to try to do throughout the year is argue for the inclusion of a band or group uh, or artist that is not currently in the music, uh, the rock and roll, excuse me, Hall of Fame. And we're going to also be uh, arguing or debating on the maybe excluding someone who was voted in. And, and maybe we have some questions about why. Um, you know, the criteria I think we've sort of set is how many hits mainstream success you know do they make money do they last week let's, let's use our example last week radiohead is in the hall of fame right and they had one song that had some mediocre mm-hmm. mainstream recognizability if that's right word. they weren't even rock ballady and it's interesting though right it definitely and and it's interesting because i guarantee you radiohead fans probably don't even listen to, to that song that's probably the song like no i don't listen to creep man i like the deep cuts so you're getting into more of a niche at that point, which if you want to argue that they're influential, okay. But is that what makes Hall of Fame? I, I don't really know what the criteria is. I feel like we... we Somebody throws it. a dart on a dartboard seems to be the criteria. That's what, that's what I'm getting out of it, especially when it's called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We had that initial... It should uh, be called the Music Hall of Fame. The Music Hall of Fame. When you got, you know, Dr. Dre and Dolly Parton being brought into the same class, it's music, guys. Right. It really and truly is. Speaking of music, we're going to do the Lady Bane uh, promo here where you'll be able to hear her and uh, hear a little bit of her song called Rockin' This Thing. Right here. Hello, beautiful people. It's your girl, Lady Bane, here. So I'm looking for the best of the best that can put together a line dance or a hustle for my new video, Rockin' This Thing. So if you're chosen... You'll be featured in my video for it, and you will also receive a $100 gift card. So, let me see what you got. I'll see you guys soon. And thank you for downloading, streaming, and sharing. Good vibes to you all. Check out the song. I think that's a great song. Yeah, it's got a great hook. A nice, nice smooth jazz. I yeah, like I like that kind. I mean, of... you could, you could, you could come up with a line dance for something like that. Hell, like even you could. I don't know about that, but thanks. Yeah, let's not get, let's not get, <laughs> let's, not get let's not get too. Crazy. Credit. <laughs> yeah. 
Pull up the laminates. I can do a Cupid shuffle, mind you. Yep. We're going to take a quick break here. We'll be back with our musical segment uh, right after this, guys. Hang with us. This is Christopher Walken. I want to tell you, you're listening currently to the lightest side of Doc podcast. Hey, everybody. Rob Smith here with the LST podcast. Do you enjoy trivia? Do you have a favorite bar or restaurant that you like to play? If you're looking for something new and fun, consider Team Text Trivia. It's better than paper and pencil trivia, and we don't ask a bunch of questions that hurt your head, or people yell out the answer, which is, who cares? It's all about TV, movies, music, sports, general, and what's in the news today. You play directly from your phone, so there's no paper to worry about, and speed is the key. The faster you get your answers in, the more points you get. Fantastic for bars and restaurants. If you have a bar or restaurant you'd like to consider them to try Team Text Trivia, have them call 727-531-8880. And we'll get a booking, and you'll be able to come out and enjoy Team Text Trivia with us. Or visit them on the web at teamtexttrivia.com. Welcome back. And now to the second segment of the show, where our hosts feature their vast musical knowledge. (laughs) Oh, there he goes. Vast musical knowledge. So uh, it's time for... And now it's time for... Hall of Shame. Or Hall of Shame. We're not even going to change the name. It's going to be just Hall of Shame. Everything's the Hall of Shame. Because it's a shame that the group you're going to talk about isn't in in the Hall of Fame. Or vice versa. The one I'm going to talk about that isn't in the Hall of Fame you're going to talk about the one that shouldn't be. So it's really sh- a shame that one got in and a shame that the other has not. This is what Bob Ross used to call happy accident. You know, it seems at first like, wait a minute. And then you just go, no, this is right. This works. And that's what happens. And that's how so, we're going to do So one of, the, one of the groups that we've already kicked out of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is Radiohead. Radio, sorry, and we'd Radio. love to play a sorry, song Tom. by them, but I've got 500,000 songs in this laptop and none of the... <laughs> None of Radiohead. Um, you, you mentioned occasionally we would get requests for Creep as a karaoke song. Once or twice, and even then. And, and you know how we are not... It's kind of a slow, dreary one of those. It's not a great... It comes with a pack of razor blades or like slice our own wrists. And it has a curse word in it, which I don't ever really like in karaoke because I like to err on the safe side. If it's a drunken bar that's nuts, that's different. Get, 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 the example of that is they won't just sing the one curse word. Then they think, okay, it's cool to be up here and be like Howard Stern and say fuck shit, piss cock suck, and all that stuff. Absolutely. And then you have to start killing the volume. But um, it like makes it, it more that's work. why I like to do karaoke for uh, old folks. So Hall of Shame and Hall of Fame this week, ladies and gentlemen. Um... Paul has a group that should not. Be now in the this Hall is, of Fame. you know, this is going to be one of these things where, you, where we have to go by the criteria we've defined here, and they're very popular. Uh, and Iggy Pop was very popular, but I'm talking about the Stooges. The Stooges were inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2010. Now, uh, the argument's going to be, well, they're extremely influential, uh, and they sort of created a genre. And oh, okay, you you could make that argument, but I think what genre? Uh, well, well, let's see. It, it's kind of got there's. It's sort of some subgenres here. Let me let me Sex define how. As far as I'm got. concerned, the Ramones. Those are your. Those are your. Those are your. Your holy trinity of punk right. music. So. Yeah. In fact, it, yep. The Sex Pistols. Hell, even Blondie was considered a punk band. Sex Pistols, I, I guess, were kind of uh, influenced a bit by the Stooges. So there's, I think what they feel is that they influenced a lot of what became punk, like the Ramones. Okay. They all idolized George Carlin and Richard Pryor. Right. Part of the Holy Trinity of, of comedy sure. were of influenced course. by 
Lenny Bruce. Right. Who, who I I don't have on there. Who had no TV shows. Right. TV presentations, comedy specials. He was important in drawing attention to the censorship and the So I would say the Stooges would be the Lemmy Bruce of, of punk. I think that's fair. If not for the Stooges, maybe there is no punk and maybe there's no more great music to come from it. But, but you know why they call it alternative music? Because if you had any other alternative, you wouldn't be listening right. to it. And, and another, I think, valid argument here is they have zero top 40 hits. Zero. At None. all. None at all? At None. all. So... Not even one that hit 39. To say that they, as a band, belong in the Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I think is a stretch, even if you're saying, well, they were influential. Well, then by that definition, if it's just one key component, then our argument for Loverboy that should have been in last week would be look at all the top 40 hits they did have. Yeah. I think we had, I think there were 11. Um, and now, granted, now may, there may be people that only remember a few of them, but... The point is, they sold. They were they were listened to, and it it's, it was sustained for from eighty one to about eighty seven. Yeah, for I, I'm just telling you that if you've if you've got a crowd of eight thousand people at a rock concert yeah. and you're the DJ, and I've been there, I've I've done music yeah. prior to shows this big, and you play Queen, we will rock you. The place will go nuts. Absolutely. If you play Working for the Weekend by Loverboy, they know it. Play a Stooges song and watch what happens. Nothing. People will be throwing Nothing. cups of water at you and stuff. There'll be four people who've heard Stooges songs, and the other 7,996 yeah. are going, Would you play more Queen? Those Could you play some Van Halen? Anything. You know? Yeah. You know, and that's an example of just knowing what it is to get the crowd going. Sometimes you have to use what works. And there's a lot of stuff that does work. But the, right, it's a good argument as to why the Stooges are not unknown enough to, to drum up that sort of. Um, instant recognition and yeah. and deserving of that title. So I think just for that reason, I'm, I'm again I'm again them. I'm again them being there. I'm yeah. just again them. Again, I'm, I'm again it. No no est no st. Yep. No st. I'm, I'm holding out my thumb and I'm going. Do I turn it up for in or down? Oh, kill him. Pulling a Batista. Dawn. Down, thumbs down. Done. I just yeah. They they don't really belong there. Um, that doesn't mean like they didn't have an influence. Didn't didn't cause the creation like almost like a butterfly effect of great things because they existed but i don't think that alone warrants it so that'll be my argument against their they're the lighter side their, of dark of punk music yes some people have heard of them <laughs> cool people have heard Boy, of them, I wish but not mainstream maybe if we get to that point we'd be in the podcasting hall of fame and i don't care if we're not respected. i'm about to play a song here okay. by a group that should be in the hall of fame and the second i play it you're going to be able to guess who it is are you ready It's the Guess Who. I said you were going to have to guess who. I just did. The Guess Who. What has he won, Johnny? Ooh. Ooh. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the group that originated the song American Woman, I think an American anthem when you get right down to it, is not in the hall. And it's not like they were a one-hit wonder. In fact, I have right in front of me the 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 battle the bobble the bobble doth say let me do a little counting by the way 14 top 40 hits this is the remake this is Lenny Kravitz from the movie Austin Powers the spy who shagged me yes it's a good remake kind of slow, slows it down a little bit and just kind of kind of bunks it up a bit that's that's what Lenny does 
one lady at a Halloween party one year uh, said, uh, she goes, I was struggling to have uh, a problem uh, getting my husband to be in the contest with me tonight, in the costume contest. So I just went into my closet and picked out a crazy blouse, a belt, a vest that didn't match, tight pants, high-heeled shoes, uh, a scarf, and a pair of my sunglasses, and I put an earring on him, and he came as Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> you think about it, that's that's kind of... That Lenny, Lenny hasn't worn anything that matched yeah. ever. I think as a child, he probably had granimals, <laughs> and, and he hated the fact Pro- that he Probably. So now he just goes in, picks stuff out of the hamper, layers it one on top of the other. That's the really the main allure of being a rock star, is the ability to wear pajamas and, and mix and match them, and women's clothes, just kind of whatever you got around. Whether you know American Woman or not, another hit song by the Guess Who. Showing their range here with a ballad. This isn't rock ballady, though. This is just a ballad. These eyes. Could be these boobs. Remember we did the switcheroo last week? Boobs for eyes? Eyes for boobs. These bibes? These boobs? These bibes? Whatever. These bibes? These boobs? These Eyes by the Guess Who. Guess you said they had 14, 14 top 40 hits. Top 40 not in the hits. Hall of Fame. Not that's, in the Hall that's of Fame. That's a shame. That's amazing to me. Now, and this all took place, by the way, just to give you an idea of, of, of range. They were they were around a while from... Um, I'm six... going to guess 67 to 75? Uh, that's a, Pretty much. They, their first hit was 65. They didn't chart again until 69. Giggity. Uh, so close enough. And 74 was the last time. So I was close. So you were close. So 65 or so, or so to, to about a decade. Have you been around? Have you done your share of coming down on different things? Political statement, music. Which was very popular from '68 to '73. Sure. Have you been aware? You got brothers and sisters who care about what's going Lee Singer's got a great rasp sound to his voice, yeah. kind of like commitment C. Yeah, very much. Maybe I'll be there to shake your hand. Maybe I'll be there to share the land that they be giving away when we all. That song, Share the Land, telling a great story, um, always reminds me of that song, Indian Reservation. Yep, peaked at number uh, 10, 1970, The Share of the Land. This one's coming in at number, number 10 this 10. week. This Share the Land. And it's been the guest who. eight weeks on the charts. Absolutely. Down two from last week at number 10, <laughs> it's the guess who. Share the Land. I recommend you always share the land, but also equally pay the cop- property taxes. Um <laughs> The next Guess Who song, one of my personal favorites, it actually charted, but it was it was their homage to one of my favorite DJs of all time, Wolfman Jack, baby. They did a song about it. Peaking at number six in 1974, spent 11 weeks. This actually features some bits of dialogue. Yes, it does. By the Wolfman himself. 
Sounds like it could have been on the Dukes of Hazard soundtrack or something. Or yep. Something. It has it has a little 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 folksy kind of kind of bluegrass mm-hmm. in it right there. But uh, I actually when 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 I met uh, Wolfman Jack back in 1992. Okay. Uh, at a place called the Biff Burger down in uh, Pinellas Park, Florida. It's the diner part is still there, but they sold it and it's about to be torn down. It's a shame because it's a real 50s style yeah. diner. Um, he was such a pleasant person. He got there and he was signing autographs and stuff and patting kids on the head and just being cool. Sure. And he came up to us because he wanted to get on the microphone and do his, you know, his his shtick. And um, I, I I do a decent imitation of him, but he walks up and he said, uh, what, what did you say your name was, man? And I said, it's DJ Rob Smith. And he goes, oh, man, you're bullshitting. Your name ain't Rob Smith. And I said, actually, it is. Maybe you try to hide from the government or something, you know. So I showed him my driver's license. Okay. He pulls out his driver's license. You know what name was on it? Oh, no. Robert Weston Smith. Oh, my God. Wolfman Jack's real name, Rob Smith. Oh, no, I'm looking at Wolfman Jack. And he signed a, an 8 by 10 to me from one famous DJ Rob Smith to another. That's funny. And then so he, he hung out there for the remainder of the show. Then afterwards, we asked him, you know, what he's going to do. He's going to grab something to eat and go back to his hotel. So we took him to IHOP. Okay. We sat there until about 2.15 in the morning, almost 2.30. He was telling stories about how he would work 12-hour shifts, sometimes 14-hour shifts at radio stations as three different DJs. Interesting. And that's how you get a lot of character development. Character His development. voice eventually just became this raspy, what's left of my voice. He goes, er- early in the day, I sounded more like this. Interesting. By the end of the day, I'm sounding like this. And he would take a, a coffee can and put it over the microphone and stuff pantyhose up inside of it to soften his voice at times. He did all kinds of tricks. Yeah, he's, and, if anyone's in the Broadcasting Hall of Fame, that yeah, would be something. But, but one of the cool parts about it is I'm holding up my, my, my thumb, or as my nephew used to call it, my thumb, uh, but he would eat biscotti also. Mm. Um, and there was a, it was like you took an X-Acto knife and cut a section of the center of the thumb okay. out and just t- put, took it out and then let it grow, the, let the grow in the scar. You know what that was from? It's from the, like the, using the... the needle board. on the record. Oh, the needle. He, he had a scar deep in his right thumb that was so wow. deep from putting the, grabbing the needle and putting it on the record. How many times would you have had to have done that to right. permanently scar your thumb? Because he did that throughout the height of that era where that yes. was the only method. Yeah. Oh, when, I, when I started working on radio uh, just, out, just after uh, college, there were four turntables. Did you and, have reel-to-reel? Yeah. Uh, well, no, it was, a, it was a cart machine. Okay. It looked like eight tracks. Yes. Uh, yes. Each, each one had you know your commercials on it. Right. And you had to have your cart in there. You had mm-hmm. a red button, and then when you're ready to go to commercial, you release the red button, and then at the end of the commercial, you back. And you know sometimes we would lead in with with a record. Sometimes we would lead in with uh, dialogue. Gotcha. You know, or it's like Homer Simpson or not uh, Peter Griffin from you know he yeah. out of the car. And he's like. Uh, uh, I need to practice my uh, my DJ on ramps. All right, it's seven seventeen in the afternoon, sixty nine degrees here at K Rock. Uh, we got uh, Lover Boy coming your way, also some Tom Petty and Heartbreakers. But right now it's Van Halen on one hundred six point two, and then you know, the, that time the song would start. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that as a DJ, right. I know exactly how to how long to talk before the words come in yeah, on the song. Get that feel. If you have rhythm, it makes it a little easier. And and if you know the song, certainly. So the guess who? That's yeah. We just we just played four songs that most people would know. It's shocking to think that a, that a that a group with fourteen uh, charted hits and and I, and and really, 
seven weeks, 11 weeks, nine weeks, six, 10, 14, 13. That's a long time for sustained, for, for as many hits as they had. It's shocking. I mean, there are no stooges, though. Well, I mean, you know, let's 14 or zero. I mean, if you sometimes you look back at, at album sales and you go, Michael Jackson's Thriller sold more albums than the next 10 groups combined. Yeah, it's nuts. At, in that same in that same time period. Right. We're talking about Prince, we're talking about Van Halen. Oh, there's a lot we're of talent out there. Huey Lewis in the News, Gloria Espon, Madonna. It's not like there was a dearth of, of talent. Yeah, just, he, he, that he, was a he, sensation. He, Thriller was a sensation. them. Yeah. And I remember like kids one time, 15 years ago, were talking about some rapper named uh, Young Sneezy or whatever they're calling themselves. <laughs> that sounds about right. It sounds about right. There's probably one called Young Sneezy. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny because if you're if you're a rapper nowadays, I guess you just get your names from the Seven Dwarfs, right? Yeah, you're young, you're old, you're fat, you're little, you're big, you're tall. DJ, DJ Doc. You're tiny, you're biggie. Yeah, DJ Angry Bashful. Mm-hmm. DJ, you know. DJ, <laughs> DJ Sleepy. <laughs> yeah, that's Cal- falls asleep as the record keeps uh, skipping. DJ um, Khaled would be uh, no. I, dopey. I, I mentioned I mentioned to them. I said, do you realize MC Hammers? Please Hammer, don't hurt him sold more that single album than all of the rappers you're talking about combined just that one album please hammer don't hurt him fantastic yeah. album and i think i don't know if it's part of it too it's like when there's fewer you know how uh, how many people watch the mash finale and, and all those things and some and i love lucy and sometimes there's fewer options or you're fed more from the radio and i wonder if that has something to do with how it feels like genres have just splintered so much now with with digital music that Sometimes I have to look up a band to see, okay, what do they fall under now? I don't even know what, you know, pop, electro, EDM, psycho, pop, punk. Like you, you started the DJ industry, what, 12 years ago? Something like that? Yeah, 10, about 11, 10, 12 11, years ago, 11, whatever 10. it was. And um, I can tell you at that point, we were just getting into what I called the feat era. The F-E-A-T era. Before that, somebody <laughs> would come up and ask for yeah. an Usher song. And you would play the Usher song. Right. But then they would come up and go, oh, do you have that song by Usher featuring Nelly, featuring uh, Lil John, featuring DJ Khaled? Do you have that one? And it's like everybody's feeting everybody. Yeah. I didn't know there was such a feet fetish. There's a feet, there's a feet fetish in hip-hop, yeah. hip-hop Hollywood. Yeah. And that, you know what would make that even more confusing sometimes is they would tell you this is the artist when they weren't the artist, but they were the featured. So if you try to search for it in your database... You might have to see. You might have to catch them at the end of this, like uh, at the end of the title, in parentheses or something. So it sort of started blurring those lines. There's a there's a hit from that around that time period. Started blurring those lines of uh, who's really the singer. There's requests. Am I gonna get the right song? Then it becomes difficult. Hey, little John, would you run out of the store and grab me some bread? Okay. Yeah, I miss the days when it was like you can't ask for. You did you, can ask did for you hear time. what I said? What? You know he never listens. Yeah, but I, I, I also we, we talked about this bands with misspelled names. That was one of our Mount Rushmores. Oh, one, one of my God. absolute favorites: Led Zeppelin, Lim, the Lim, Beatles. Did we have Limp Biscuit on there. Uh, we we may have. We might have. Um, we we missed a few. But we had some good ones on there. I, I can tell you right now that now doing a, a party with any kind of young people, I'm 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 kind of at a loss because everything's misspelled. There's a group that has a, a, the S is the dollar sign. And if you put in an S, it won't find it. There's a couple like that. And yeah, you're right. And sometimes it is that case sensitive. And I know in their mind, they want to stand out on the search engine because the, their fans that know it, if they type it in that way, it'll come right up. But if we don't, 
what the hell? I mean, what, how are we supposed to learn? Stop spelling your name wrong, you idiots. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm beyond that. Uh, I did hear a new song last week that was um, really good. It has uh, Justin Timberlake, Pharrell, and Halsey. Okay, so it's called Stay With Me. Fantastic groove, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Thank God for Justin Timberlake. First of all, I'd like to be him for a weekend because he's banging Jessica Beale and he's making a ton of money. Not a bad gig to have. And he's had that whole thing. His his vibe has been strong for a but long But if, if time. you take away Bruno Mars, Justin Timberlake, and Pharrell in the past few years, you don't have very much to play mainstream that people are going to dance to. Right. Don't get me wrong. The people kind of agreeable. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And I became, I didn't even, I'd heard a Halsey song and I played it. She's popular. And then she was on Saturday Night Live as the musical guest and I'm like wow this bitch is hot she's got short brunette hair but she still pulls it off and looks feminine kind of like Halle Berry kind of that that, certain women can do that she has some power in her voice I'm telling you she's hot her music was great I started listening to her music I really like her music well she's in this video with long blonde hair and it works for me it truly does. Interesting. Because really I know I, you're, I know you're like, concerned with how things work for me. Well, it yeah, works but, for well, me. I do, well, not so concerned as I, I kind of know that's not like a preference necessarily for you. So to hear you say that it worked, that means that her, you know, Halsey is just owning whatever look she's got, and it's the vibe that she's pulling she's off. She's one of those women that literally looks good in just about anything she does. Yeah. So getting back to our music segment, Hall of uh, Shame this week is uh, we're getting rid of the Stooges. We're Hi, literally going in and we're ripping their plaque off the wall, leaving a nail and it, some broken plaster. It goes pop. And we're going to grab a yellow notepad and we're going to write, guess who? Guess who? Slap it up there. Guess stick. who? Kick them out of, their, out of their executive bathroom and send the guess who in there while the seat's still warm. I'm going to say that every week. That's going to be my, my catchphrase for this thing. That works for me. Still trying to get used to you without the beard, man. You look good. I am too. It's, you look it's, good. It just feels weird when I when I eat something and I have nothing to wipe. Now, see, the weird part is you you're you're going beardless now and clean shaven, and I got the grandpa we've, we've patch traded. going on. Yeah, which people still say they like, and I'm going to keep it going. I, I like. I think it works. I, I got to keep it trimmed. I don't like a long. You I know. think the goatee works. It sort of does framing. The go- the gray, it, it, there's like enough of the black and the gray where it kind of stands out and acts like... Kind of make, makes the top of my head look dark. It just uh, it frames people. If they grow facial hair in the proper way, I think, it, I think it can work for a lot of people. So, you know, go with what's working, I say. I can always start over. It takes me a week to grow a beard back if I wanted to. I figure that's my... It's hot enough I can get away with that. All right, we're going to be back with uh, our final segment of the show, which is our Mount Rushmore segment. This week, we're doing the top four famous people with disabilities. I think that's a very interesting one. I've got uh, I got my four, maybe your four are the same as mine. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to the LSD Podcast. someone in your family that's almost impossible to buy a gift for. Maybe it's somebody uh, a little older than you that's picked up most of the things they've wanted most of their life. So again, maybe a gift card, another tie, 
or something like that. Have you ever considered giving them the opportunity to tell their own story? Hi, everybody. This is Rob Smith with the LSD Podcast. I want to tell you a little bit about a company called My Forever Story. This is a fantastic gift. I've purchased several myself, and I've seen the process in action. They get a chance to tell their life story in their own words using their own voice. Imagine how valuable this would be to people in the future who never got a chance to get to know them. This makes a great gift for parents, grandparents. It takes less than an hour. It costs less than $100. And the MP3 is available on the national website and can be shared with anyone in the world. I've heard stories where people have lost a loved one and they left their voicemail message on just so they could hear their voice. If you're one of those people, now you have an opportunity to not only just hear their voice, but hear them tell their life story. The questions are provided to them. They can pick and choose whatever questions they'd like to answer. And it's available again online. My Forever Story is a fantastic gift. Again, prices start at around $100 and it takes less than an hour. We can even come to them in the comfort of their own home. Gift certificates can be purchased and I'd highly recommend it. No more saying at future family events, oh, what was that story that grandpa used to tell? Now you can actually hear it. So My Forever Story is where you need to go. The website is my, the number four, ever story. Call toll-free 1-866-913-3263. Once again, toll-free 866-913-3263. The website is my4everstory.com. Mention you heard about it on the LSD podcast, and you'll receive two additional audio CDs for safekeeping. My Forever Story. Please consider it, won't you? Hey everyone, it's Solio from the Lighter Side of Dark. Let's be honest, 2020 has not been a lot of fun so far, and we could all probably use some laughs. When I need some laughs, my favorite place in the world to be is at Side Splitters Comedy Club in Tampa, Florida. Live stand-up comedy every Wednesday through Sunday night. Nationally touring acts, there's even acts you've probably never heard of that are hilarious. If you've never seen a live stand-up show, I want you to go. They are so much different in person, and they are so much better. You feel the energy. You really feel like you're part of something special. Sidesplitterscomedy.com. You can get your tickets online. You can pick out your seats online. So you can sit wherever you want. If you want to be in the back because you're afraid, that's fine. You can do that. Go to Sidesplitterscomedy.com and grab your tickets today. Sidesplitters Comedy Club presents our Mount Rushmore segment, where Paul and Rob talk about the top four in any number of categories and themes. Before... We talk categories and themes. Who is at the split this oh, week? Oh boy, I forgot to get up my split page. What have you been doing over there? Checking your E-Trade account? I have been checking my I've been pulling up all my favorite disabled look at, people. Looking at, look at all the videos of the Stooges? Yes. That took about a second. Favorite group. All right, yeah, coming to the split this week. Ooh, is that uh, Greg? Greg Hahn? Is that Greg? Greggy? Back in town? Greg who? Greg Hahn. Oh, right. Greg Hahn. I actually, yeah. uh, he's a big Bob and Tom guy. Greg Hahn, yeah. is, he's a veteran, uh, uh, literally veteran, veteran, but a veteran of the, of the circuit. Very high energy, very funny, carries it for like 45 minutes of like yelling, but not everyone can pull that off. Greg, Greg Hahn can pull that off. It works for his, his style of humor. It's very um, just like 
almost like he did a rail and then went on stage. <laughs> no, you're saying he did a bump, really? <laughs> if I could, if I could describe. Are his you style. saying that the dr- that drugs are <laughs> rampant in stand-up comedy, Paul? I think Robin Williams would disagree. Yeah, I'm not saying he does that or not, but if uh, that's certainly the vibe that that the level of energy. So, um, but he's very funny. Always can. Uh, I've seen him. I've hosted many times for him over the years, and he always any any. Any audience I've seen him with, he, he crushes. So, uh, unless things have changed drastically in the last few years, I would he, say. He, he's worth seeing. Yeah, Greg Hahn, for sure. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, I got a couple free passes to uh, Sizebutters Comedy Club if uh, somebody decides to uh, respond to our Facebook post this week and ask for those passes. I will mail them free to passes. them. Free passes. I will absolutely do that. That's just the kind of guy I am, Paul. He's there Thursday through Sunday, so you've got four days to see him. It's coming up. There we go. It's a great show. Side Splitters Comedy Club presents our Mount Rushmore segment, where Paul and Rob talk about the top four in any number of categories and themes. We heard you the first time, Dave. He wanted to get that in a second time. <laughs> I just had to rub that in there. He's selfish, shellfish is what he is. Okay, so we have never done this before. Um, I was looking at some of the potential Mount Rushmores for uh, this season, and uh, one of the ones that we came up with was Famous Pirates, but we had already done that. We forgot. We've been doing this so long. There are a lot that just, you know, week by week you fall Yeah, because fall we, 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 just, we argued whether they were fictitious or real. And Captain Jack Sparrow was on the list. Mm-hmm. Captain Hook was on the list. Captain Cook was on the list. Jose Gaspar. So we'd already done that one. But this week's famous people with disabilities. Famous disabled people. Now, not that a pirate can't have a disability. I've seen what happens to some of their appendages. Absolutely. However, this is its own category. And we've got a lot. This 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 is sort of broad because we're covering famous people. That means not just actors, not just musicians, but everyone's on the table here. And some of them, are, some of them, not by choice because they can't really walk well. I think there's one that 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 should be on there. Listen to this. I'm falling and I can't get up. Just old people in general. Just disabled. Yeah. Now, by the way, awesome. when I was doing a game show, I played I I, I played that clip. I said, okay, this clip is advertising for what product? And I played this clip right here. I've fallen, and I can't get up. And a lady hits the buzzer as fast as she can, and she goes, the clapper. Oh. So the entire room is just in hysterics. It's funny, because they know what the clapper is, too. And so I looked at her, and the crowd's cr- cracking up, and she's embarrassed. I, look at her, I said, so let me see if I, let me see if I follow your logic. <laughs> You got a couple sitting down at dinner, looking out the window, and they're getting ready to have dinner. And they look, and the, and the husband looks over at the wife and goes, "Hey, honey, um, you think Mrs. Johnson's okay?" Well, why, honey? Well, her lights keep going off and on over there. I wonder if she's fallen again. So that's how this lady twisted the clapper mm-hmm. and medic alert into the same. And thing. those commercials were shown. They kind of started around the same time in like the '80s, late '80s, and and they were both played often. Together, often on yes. the same programs. Because, so the clapper. Yeah, the clapper. Clap on. I remember the clapper. Clap on. Clap off. Clap on. Clap off. The clapper. And and then there was that whole argument of if you if you start clapping, is it going to continue to turn the lights on and off? Well, it would be really interesting if you've got the lights off in your bedroom and you're. Uh, that's going on. Something you, might you could have, be having some strobe action. You might have. Yeah, you might have to unplug the clapper uh, at that point. So uh, we are going. I just want to 
warn all of you woke people, there's going to be some crazy shit said in the next few minutes. We're not making fun of these people. They were what they were, famous, accomplished a lot that so-called, quote-unquote, non-disabled people have never done. Sure, yeah. I mean, this is, this is hey, why, why wouldn't they get... I think, I think there's one that, without a doubt... Is the is the number one most famous disabled person of all time? I've got the number. I one. think I have one in my head. I'm not sure if they match, but Helen, Helen Keller. Keller. All right, there we go. Neither of us. She couldn't see or hear, but we. She. I bet she. I bet she knew. Yeah. I bet she knew that that we were gonna say hair. How 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 can you have? How can you be more famous in a position where you should have absolutely no fame? Right. Couldn't hear. Couldn't see. How do you communicate? Mm-hmm. Maybe her teacher should have been the most famous person of all time because how do you how do you do that? How do you do that? It completely right. cracks me up. Yeah, and considering just how women had to fight, they still have to fight. Apparently, they have to fight for their own uh, rights to. Uh, Not apparently, yeah, they absolutely they do. do. They do. And next will be gay people. They'll have to fight for their rights yep. again. So eventually, we're back. then eventually, uh, brown and black people are going to have to fight for their rights yep. again because they're all being slowly taken away by. Guys, here, let's put God back in, uh, God in the Constitution. Right. Even though there is no, absolutely no mention of God in the Constitution. Yeah. So, and, and, and you're right. And, and things were probably even more challenging when she was dealing with this. So, no H- s- HK, no, Helen Keller, yeah, baby. Amazing. She, she's top, top spot for sure. Um, I mean, that's, that's like going to the doctor and saying, listen, I, I think I've got an STD. Yeah, you got gonorrhea and cephalus. And those are you, you shouldn't have both of them together. Being blind is tough enough. Right. Being being deaf would be tough enough. To be I'm, to... I'm hard of hearing. I were hearing aids in both ears. You take them both out. I struggle. Yeah. I just have to admit that. Something about well, 30 years of being in front of speakers might have had something to do with it. Yeah. I should have listened. 20 years ago when I was at a DJ convention, there was an audiologist there selling us these things to put in your ears that will save your ears. I, I didn't want to spend the $600. I should have because I spent seven grand on hearing aids. Yeah. It's it's easy in hindsight, you know. To so yeah, Helen Keller, absolutely, carved HK yeah. is carved into this first Mount Rushmore spot of most famous people with disabilities. I'm going to let you give me number two. I think I already know who it is. Uh, do you? I don't. I know. I thought I did, and now I'm kind of jumping all over the place. S S H are his initials. That that's a yeah. That, he is on my list too. So we can uh, we can go with Stephen Hawking as Stephen next. Hawking. Stephen Hawking, theoretical phys- physicist, cos cosmologist he's an author of course director of research for many years at the theoretical cosmology university of cambridge uh many uh, multi-time award winner and he is a uh, als was was uh, his disability if you're not familiar with it uh aka lou gehrig's, uh, lou gehrig's, disease. Lou gehrig's disease a mo- <laughs> i can't speak didn't he live 45 years with the condition where he's 55 more yes yeah yep they they, they said that most people wouldn't live five to ten years. He was diagnosed at twenty-one, uh, given two years to live, lived to be seventy-six. Um, and, and it's it's interesting because he certainly he looks he he you could see him age early, but he lived way way longer. And when um, you talk about, like I said, a theoretical physicist, he's the one that essentially took Einstein's theories and came up with black holes and mm-hmm. how they work and the event horizon and 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 all that kind of stuff it's incredible to think how far back we might be had he not lived based on all of what he was able to do despite his affliction 
all of the, the the research and all of the knowledge he was able to accumulate and share and teach. And didn't didn't he communicate by his eyes? He had a, a computer, I believe, that read his eye movements and his rapid eye movements. He could go from letter to letter to letter to letter and then space. He was literally using a keyboard with his eyes. Yes, that is amazing to me. Yep, he had that voice synthesizer for all those years, and and of the you know of course the power wheelchair was probably probably had one of the state of the art ones. Oh, fam- uh, but, but but Family Guy, when Family Guy makes fun of him, it's classic. He's 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 in the chair and his wife is in the chair, and he's like. I hate it when you make me hit you. Ow, 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 ow. Yeah. And then uh, he goes up to Joe and starts messing with Joe in the wheelchair. You know, tell your wife to come to my place for some boom, shaka, laka, laka, boom, shaka, laka, laka, boom, shaka, laka, laka, boom. Great stuff. One of the first living, breathing computers, Stephen Hawking, based on especially some of the uh, output. Uh, And there's also a... There's a film created, if you're interested in learning more about Stephen Hawking and his life, The Theory of Everything. Kind of, uh, it's about his research and his story. Uh, and how he left his wife yes. and married, married his caretaker. Yeah, which kind of, sadly, seems kind to of happen. a Woody Allen thing. A little bit. The heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> and I guess at that point, no one's going to be... You know, like, okay, well, all right, you taught us a lot about black holes. You, you, you dealt with a debilitating disease for 50 years, I guess... I guess you can be a shithead. All right. Yep. That's fine. He did a lot. <laughs> so, yep, the uh, it's called The Theory of Everything. That was what the movie was called? Theory of Everything, uh, if you're interested in watching. Uh, I actually did watch it. More. It was, like I said, that's where I realized that he uh, basically bailed on his wife. Uh, you'd think it'd be the other way around. You'd think she'd go, okay, I think I know. A little, little, little harder work. Maybe she was anyway. She had a robo-fetish. It reminds me, it reminds me of the joke where there's this horrible accident. This husband's in this horrible accident. The wife gets to the hospital and the doctor comes out in the waiting room and says, ma'am, I'm, I need you to sit down. So he, he takes her by the hand and he goes, your husband's a vegetable. I don't know if you know what that means, but he's brain dead and uh, he's still alive. He's going to have to be uh, fed on a feeding tube for the rest of his life. You'll have to put it in his nose and push it all the way down into his esophagus and squeeze these packets in three to four times a day. Um, you'll have to turn him in bed three to four times a day to make sure he doesn't get bed sores. You're going to have to, uh, we're going to put a colostomy bag on him. You'll have to open that up uh, once or twice a day. Uh, he'll have a catheter and so on and so forth. You'll have to change him and bathe him uh, no less than once a day. And and she's just sobbing and crying and sobbing. Oh, my God, this is so much work. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. He goes, I'm just fucking with you. He's dead. <laughs> that is one of my favorites. Oh, man. <laughs> You gotta love it. Um, all right, so we've got uh, HK and SH for Stephen Hawking. Mm-hmm. We're now let's talk about some more famous people with disabilities. Sure. So we got one with uh, who can't, can't can't hear and can't see, and one who had to talk through a computer. Who's yes. your uh, Who's your third? I've got uh, a guy. Maybe people have heard of him. He did something uh, as a career that you would probably assume that someone who lacked this ability might not be able to do and do well. And that would be here, uh, but Ludwig von Beethoven. Oh, and how would uh, yeah. how would Wolfgang talk about his great? Oh, idol? he would love to talk. That was one of his idols, personally, because you know he lived from 1770 to 1827, which was just such a beautiful period. It really was. Um, <laughs> but you know he it was well the I romantic era. His hair. Just don't care. Just put it up. Yeah, white hair. Don't care. And he. <laughs> So here's but a guy. Didn't everybody have white hair back then? I guess wasn't they did. that wasn't that the thing, the trend? 
That was the thing. And there, there, were, there were three. Notice how I show you the three. This is the German three. This is not three. I learned that from Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, three. This is the. There we go. So Ludwig. Yeah, yeah. Um, didn't, didn't he make music? Yeah. Word has it he's composed a few things you might have heard of. Uh, Moonlight's not among a billion other things. But the idea that he was able to, not that he was born deaf, but he was able to continue to make music um, is just amazing to me. Coming in this week at number five in 1776, Ludwig von Beethoven with the Moonlight Sonata. This is your long distance dedication going out to Tchaikovsky. All right. So just that, that alone is pretty... Who's deaf could do this. Like, like a guy who's blind is one of the greatest artists or something because he had such precision. That would be the, the, the equivalent. I don't, I don't get how that works, but... Now, it must be the vibration of the piano. Y- yes, that is part of it. Um, it's still amazing, though. It's still yeah. amazing because it's not quite the same as hearing the tone yourself and... And you know, clearly he had perfect pitch because you wouldn't be able to compose without that if not if not hearing. Let me ask you this. I'm curious about your your your, your position on this uh, theory. Nowadays, I will tell you that there was a time period in my life where I could read a lot, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed that part of that time period. I read a ton. But since that time period of my life, I really haven't had a chance to, to read. If you're a deaf child in Bavaria in the, in the early, early late 18th century, you got nothing else to do, right? Right. You got a piano, that would be all you would do. Sure. You would play the piano. You would end up becoming very good at it. Someone who hunts with bow and arrow all the time, six days a week, seven days a week. Well, on Sunday, you can't do nothing because they kill you if you work on mm-hmm. Sundays. That's right. But you're out hunting with a bow. You get really good at, with, with the bow and arrow. Playing a musical instrument, it must be hard nowadays to even find the time because life is so pressing all the time. You're sure. being pulled 18 different directions every day, it seems like. Yeah, I think so. I think People just fair. don't have time to learn these I'll use the term trade, or learn this uh, this talent. Yeah. To be able to learn how to be a musician. So, I mean, you agree with I that? I think you. I think you have to make the time to do it. It can be tricky. I like to. I have a keyboard. You know, I have a, I have a keyboard that's. A, yeah, a, you did the the, the opening theme song. That, well, that's what I used to record yeah. it. Um, but it it wasn't like it, it's. It, you still have to make the effort to take the time. Everyone learns differently. Um, I learn visually and with my ear. I don't like to read music. I can, but I don't prefer it. It just looks, it's more, it's, it just looks like math to me, which it just looks like noise. So I think depending on whether you learn like that, uh, there's probably videos you can use, but that's an easy thing to say because it's something you can have. You could plug it in. It's not like going and buying it. It depends on the instrument, I guess. Yeah. You know, um, guitar, like anything. I think if you want to play it, you have to make the time and, but I mean, back in back in the day, unless you were working a farm, yeah, or working some hard labor type of job, yet there was no TV, right? There was no radio, yeah. No, I if think you got, I, if you got a, uh, I think a, it was a guitar, you know, There's more distractions now that will just allow like Jukebox people. Hero. I bought a guitar at a secondhand store. Didn't mm-hmm. know how to play it, but I knew for sure that one guitar would make my whole life change. Sure, that one guitar. Yeah, 
and it, but it's and it's a great it's a it's it's a fun song but it's also a, it's it's kind of that's what it takes sometimes you just have to if you if you want something that much if you love it if it becomes part of you almost like a sixth or seventh sense in a way you know especially sometimes then they say when you lose a sense other senses become stronger so maybe his ability to perceive music in other ways was amplified when he lost his hearing uh, and maybe that helped him create despite that absolutely either way it's amazing well i would i would have to agree with you as far as famous the dude you know is, is still considered one of the greatest classical pianist and classic composers maybe even more famous than bach more famous than tchaikovsky sure uh handel chopin or chopin right. or chopin depending on chopin i like it i like it filler does in the classical song called uh, chopin you ever listen to him oh yeah nice yeah, he's uh, it dropping's a lot better than that uh, chicken Sikoski guy. Yeah, no, no, I don't like chicken. chicken but beef oven, chicken. chicken Man, that beef oven is and uh, and batch. Those are some good posers right mm-hmm. there. Not not posers, composers. You gotta understand. Mm-hmm. I grad I graduated. Uh, well, I almost did. That teacher. That's close enough. Yeah, they they liked uh, they had an issue with attendance. You know, and, uh, you know what I'm saying. Uh, you know, attendance should be optional. Yeah. I think. As long as you get your work done. Well, as long as we're doing the podcast in uh, 2024, when the next uh, Republican becomes president, and you know it's going to happen. Yeah. We have to do an entire show as a uh, as diehard Republican support oh, voted people. Oh, boy. Two, uh, two hours of basically showing our intelligentsia and our schooling and our intelligence. Oh, God help us. All three of those things. Oh, dear. All three. All three. All three. All right. So we got to Helen Keller, Stephen Hawking. And Beethoven. This is where I think it starts expanding out. I got the one I'm going to throw out as number four. You can argue. I have one of mine. You can be for it or you can be against it. Stevie Wonder. Oh, Stevie. Yeah. One of the many blind musicians you could could throw into that category. Sure. Um, Bocelli. Andrea Bocelli. Yeah. Famous Italian. uh, uh, I guess you call him a tenor, right? Kind of a singer. I think so. Um, Ray Charles, obviously. That's true. Uh, Jose Feliciano. I mean, you got a lot of famous musicians mm-hmm. who were blind, but I think Stevie Wonder even edges out Ray Charles. I think for so. Famous. I think so. It's they're both man. That's that's like you know, <laughs> boy, that's a tough call. But I I, I think so. I, I love both. Um, but Stevie has kind of, uh, I don't I don't know. I, I don't know. I think, this, I think he's just had more volume of, of hits and, and influ- a lot of influence. The older I get, the more I hear his influence on younger artists and current music. Yeah. All I can tell you is uh, fame comes from being made fun of on Saturday Night Live, which Helen Keller, Stephen Hawking, and Stephen Wonder. And even Beethoven. Right. Yeah. Even Be- they, did, they did a thing about Beethoven where his wife was yelling at him from the other room to quit playing. He just can't, he couldn't hear her. And then when she came in, he's like, he pointed like he was deaf. So as he walked out, he goes over and makes a quick phone call. <laughs> right. Yeah, she's still falling for it. I would say Stevie Wonder, as far as famous disabled people, yeah. is, 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 is one that I would throw in. I'm okay sure. with that. I, I love Stevie. I, I, I love Stevie. Um, I think he's got the influence. He's got the credentials. He's got the... Now the the no, the knowledge of his disability being like his, part of the identity is he more famous than FDR? 
that uh, that that's the other that's the other one I had in mind. Before you said Stevie, he was one that just slipped my mind. That doesn't mean I don't think he could be a better pick. Uh, FDR is the one I had in my mind because I was trying to think a little of everything, probably. George Washington is famous because he was the first one, and he and, and he helped win a war. Right. Um, a war of attrition, more more or less, because the troops the. English couldn't get the stuff over here fast enough. Yeah. If England was right next door, they'd have kicked our ass. That's just the truth. We'd still be talking with this kind yeah, of accent, I'm afraid. We definitely had a tactical advantage. Yeah. I'm from a Western super mayor, and I'm going to go down to the pub in metro, in, uh, and uh, take a lorry. Take your red coat. And after that, go back to my flat. So we'd be talking like that if England was closer. Um, Thomas Jefferson, a very influential, famous president, um, obviously had no issue with slavery. I'll let that one sit for a minute. Um, Lincoln. After Lincoln, it jumps all the way to Kennedy. Then Reagan and so on and so forth. But FDR is overlooked. Yeah. The dude is the only four-term sure four yeah. elected president. Well, he was probably the greatest president. Or certainly. I think the 29th Amendment was put in there to make sure he couldn't get reelected. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was the 29th Amendment. I'm not sure. Because amendments are, they can be overturned real quick by whatever court you appoint. Um but FDR doesn't get a lot of credit. Took over as president right during the Great Depression. Handled the war. Yeah. And was really yeah, responsible for winning. He had a lot of progressive winning. policies for yeah. the time. I mean, Truman dropped a couple big ones, but it was based, he was basically FDR's lapdog at that point. Right. Right. You know, it was, it was kind of the, all leading up to that anyway. Uh, I think you could argue so. It uh, but no, I, I think it's valid. It wasn't well known that he was basically you know, suffering from polio and in a wheelchair because they figured out ways of propping him up at sure. podiums, and TV was not a real big thing at that point. Mm-hmm. So if you saw a picture of him, he could be seated behind a desk. Right. And it made sense that they would want to hide a physical ailment for the air of, you know, hide this air of weakness because it wasn't. Um, but I understand that it projects that way to other people, or it could, and they would use it against him. So they want to. It's just an image thing. I'd be interested in seeing what, who our listeners think is, is better, Stevie Wonder or FDR. FDR has got to be up there for consideration. Boy, it's kind of a wild card now because we got two musicians. Helen Keller has to go on there, and then we have Stephen Hawking who has to go on there. So we have... And I think Beethoven is, is, is easily... Yeah. The dude's been famous for 500 years. Right, and is still, and, and is so... It's not that just because we have Beethoven, we can't have Stevie. It's a matter of, does Stevie get FDR knocked off there? I mean, and is Beethoven still so popular? They made a disco about the guy. Yeah, a hot disco song. I still roller skate to this band. Had a drum set in his basement and was listening to his parents' classical music and started doing that. And the rest is history. Beethoven just rolling his eyes. Who else you got? Any other honorable mentions? Uh, you know, it's hard for me to think of someone that... I mean, you could say someone like Michael J. Fox, but... He, he was he on was, my list. He was kind of... Like, he was famous for a while, but he did get Parkinson's and he did still work after and still works. Um, so, yeah, but but his 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 being seen with the disability is rare now. Yeah, and and I, I can't say as I blame him. I don't know that I if, I, yeah. if I'm walking around 
you know, shaking like somebody who's got an earthquake going on in their body 24-7. I mean, I don't know that I'd want to be out in public that much either. Yeah, and I don't know if that's how bad it is, if maybe it has gotten worse. It seems like he had, you know how some of the, those folks have some of the access to medical care we may never have. Dude, uh, this guy so. has signed up for every kind of um, experimental sure. Parkinson's thing there is. He's not he's not putting guinea pigs out there and then taking the stuff when it's done. He's like lining up to be the first one. Right. I mean, we all know him as Marty McFly and and uh, fam, fam, family ties and, and and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I think one of his uh, funniest movies, Doc Hollywood, filmed right up in Nicanope, yeah. just north of here in Florida. Yep. Is where it was filmed. Um, great movie. Yeah, and uh, and so on. And he was, uh, I think he was doing Spin City when the Parkinson's diagnosis yeah. came out. So that it was a big story. It was a big deal. Uh, he eventually, though, I think he did. He left the show, if I'm not mistaken. And then Dave Foley, I think. Took you know, over, I, when but, I when I when I think about it, um, probably the best thing Michael J. Fox ever did was his wife. You seen her? Wow. Yeah. I'm just telling you right now. And they met when they were young, I believe. Family Ties. I think so, right? I think they met on the show Family Ties. So it's nice. It's kind of nice seeing there's a little bit of a wholesomeness to that. You don't see that a lot with actors or actresses in Hollywood that, you know, met young, stayed together. A few of them have, but it's very rare. So it kind of paints them in a good light. Um, So I think he's definitely, I I think he's a consideration too. Is Is he more famous than Stevie Wonder? Is he, is he, I don't is, think he's more famous than Stevie Wonder. Is he Wonder, more famous than FDR? I, I think he's an honorable mention because he, like I said, he, it's not like he just you know ran away into a cave. Right. Um, and but, he was known as an actor before he had a disability. Not that that should be disqualifying, but it's it's a consideration when we have to chop some extras. Yeah, but that see, that also gets back to the, the, the lesbian gay performer um, scenario. And I've had people say, uh, I remember, I'll never forget this, when Ricky Martin first came on the scene, mm-hmm. I was married to a woman who worked in a beauty beauty, beauty salon. So I'd go in there, and they were just like, oh, my gosh, Ricky Martin. He's sure. so my, my girlfriend in high school oh loved Ricky God, Martin. Oh, my God, he's so hot. He's such a great dancer, yeah. and he's such a good singer. And I, I'm, I looked over, and I said, you realize he's gay. There is absolutely no way a guy that good looking that can dance like that and sing like that and has women in the videos could be gay. I said, I got two words for you, George Michael. Absolutely. I don't see what the argument is about. And all of a sudden, they got real quiet. I said, listen, the reason I think, and I believe, that Ricky Martin is gay is Barbara uh, Barbara Walters asked him in the interview, well, there seems to be some questions about your sexuality. And he says, well, that's my own business. Gay. Sorry, that's what that means. Nothing wrong with it. Um, But... People are saying there's, there, you know, there's no problem with being gay and, and coming out as being gay early in your career. I'm telling you there is. Because Elton John did not come out as gay until he had gotten himself established right. as an artist. Yeah. Then his fans wouldn't have cared if he wanted to marry a llama. Yeah. You're right. That's not right, but you are right. George Michael absolutely mm-hmm. did not come out as gay until after his fan base was established. Well, after. Same thing with Ricky Martin. Mm-hmm. Now... Yeah. Somebody said, well, what about Adam Lambert? See, there's that proves my point. Yeah. If Adam did. Lambert had not kissed that guy, his, his guitarist on stage and caused that big controversy, he would have gone on to be a mega star. And then he could have came out and nobody would have cared. Yeah. I think you're right. I think people, whether they admit it or not, there's something about it's not a mainstream thing as of right now. Whether that's right or not is, is, is a different debate. But I do think that it, immediately, you put yourself into a niche market if you do something like that. Well, you've got you've got plenty of people who just are still still paranoid about 
the gay and lesbian stuff to the point where they, they won't like you if you like another man, or and they won't like you if you like like another right. woman. Which is crazy to think, but you're right. There are people like that. We're seeing it. They're running for Congress. They're running for office. All gotta put the God place. back in. God, yeah, boy, the most hateful prick ever. Apparently. Do you do you ever watch the show America's Got Talent? Uh, once in a while, I see okay. clips from it. I don't watch you, it regularly, but I'm aware. I, of the I, I will tell you and, that and the the show should be retitled. We watch it every week. We actually really do enjoy yeah. the show, but the show should be retitled "America's Got Sob Story." Right. They force it in every contestant because these contestants come out, and you can tell they're nervous. And Simon Cowell says, "Oh, tell us a little bit, a little bit about yourself." Oh, my name is Bill, and I'm from Wisconsin, and uh, okay, who's here with you? Well, nobody's here with me, and then the music starts playing. Well, my wife died last year of cancer of the neck. And then the crowd, and then Simon says, okay, take a minute, and then do your song. Okay, it's an original song I wrote about her. And then everybody in the audience is already clapping, already screaming for the golden buzzer. I don't, we all have these stories. Sure, sure, everyone has. I almost got killed in a car crash one night, but I pulled over for 10 seconds. Remember that miracle? My point is this. God works in mysterious ways. (laughs) My point is this. Let the person sing. Let him sing, judge him, put him through, and then ask questions about them. But put them through yeah. based on the merit of their talent, not I, America's Got Sob Story. I agree 100%. I think, I think American Idol started to get into those bad habits early on and yep. make, it, make it like a copyable bad habit. And then everyone started doing it. Meanwhile, when they leaned into it that much, I think that's what hurt them. Mm-hmm. A little bit is okay, but I, I agree. You have to kind of earn it. When there you're was, an interesting enough talent to be a story, then be a story. There was a guy last week who was on there who um, who sang an original song, and the lyrics of this song were very powerful. But I also asked my wife, I said, when was the last time we heard an original song on one of these shows that went on to become a big hit? Right. The answer is zero. And they're great songs. Don't get me wrong. They mm-hmm. should be hits instead of the drivel that's out there now. Sure. But this, this guy comes on. And he starts getting emotional, and of course the judges attack that. Come to find out, the guy lost his twin brother. That's got to be a horrible loss. Sure. To lose a brother or a sister, that's got to be of terrible. Course. But a twin, at that young age, right. it had to be tough. Didn't get into a lot of the details of how it happened, yeah. but of course he wrote this song about his brother. Sure. And, and the audience was already swooning to get this guy through. He got his four yeses and he got through. Everybody's screaming for the golden buzzer. They only got five golden buzzers a year. They've already given them out. Everybody can't be a golden buzzer. Everybody yeah. can't get a trophy. Everybody can't win. Right. At least in the life the life I grew up in, that wasn't the case. It's almost like maybe it should be its own show, like Sob Story, some stop Sob Story Search, yeah. where the it's a talent show where you have a sob story. Make that its own genre. There's room. It's brought to you by GoFundMe. Set up a GoFundMe for these people, yeah. and, ha- and instead of having America vote, have America send in ten bucks a pop. But I would, yeah, I would prefer a raw talent contest. That when the talent rises to the top, and we get to the top three to five to even the top ten, if they've earned the the interest, then you get deeper, and we want to know. The more. only thing I like about the voice is the fact that their backs are turned, right, and they don't see what the person looks like. That's a good quality because it takes away the prejudgment. That is the only thing I like about that show. Yep. After that, it's like watching The View with four musicians who uh, can't sell a record. Right, right. Yeah, I don't want to hear them talk. I really just want... I like the hook of it. And, and Joy Behar is leaving The View. I know you're about to go, oh my God, you're kidding me, Rob. Why ah, did you tell me ah, that earlier on the show? The mother crow is leaving. How, how are they going to find another woman who likes to interrupt 
other women while they're talking. They'd have to go to, I don't know, anywhere to yeah, find that. It's going to be real tough. It's going to be tough. Um, <clears throat> I, I will say another thing with regards to um, talent and stuff like that. I was hosting a karaoke competition. You probably remember it. Buffalo Wild Wings. Were you there for that one? I might have been. I've been there for plenty of them. A 13-year-old girl ended up winning the competition, competing against adults. Mm-hmm. She didn't win because she was a 13-year-old girl. She won because she performed her songs. She sang the living shit out of them. Yeah. When she was up there, I went to the judges. We had five judges. I keep thinking you were one of the judges, but maybe I'm wrong. And all the judges gave her great scores and put her through. After her scores were given, I said, well... If you do win, what are you going to do with $1,000? If you're asking a 13-year-old, it'd be, you know. And she said, and I quote, I'm going to take a little bit of the money and pay my mom and dad back for all the times they've been driving me around places, but I'm going to take the rest of the money and donate it to the Pasco County um, Homeless Shelter and help buy coats for people and stuff that are homeless, helping the homeless. And everybody in the audience was like, oh, that's great. Well, she ended up winning. And a lady came up and wanted to confront me afterwards and say that the only reason she won was because of what she said she was going to do with oh, the money. Please. And then I corrected her. I snapped her bra strap. Are you sure? Snap. And I said, by the way, her scores were given before I asked her anything about what she would do with the winning money. Nice try. Yeah. So I don't want it to be about sob story. I don't want to be hired as something. I don't right. want to be treated differently because I have a disability. Right. You don't want to be. Right. I agree. Yep. And your point is, Michael J. Fox had established himself. Before his disability kind of just, just rained down on his and, and he caught, and he stepped away and he probably just wanted time to figure out what to do and focus on family. He came back a bit, but I mean I think it kind of ended his career for the most part. He's just since been able to to pick and choose some projects. But I I think yeah it's it's uh, even Family Guy made fun of it. They, oh, they, they, absolutely. They, they, they did a thing. That reminds me of the time we went over to Michael J. Fox's for that wine and cheese party. And it cuts away, and there's he goes, hey, Peter Griffin standing there on a black screen. Hi, this is Peter Griffin. You're probably wondering which way we're going to go with this. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're going to have Michael J. Fox walk in with a glass of wine and spill it on Peter, or is he going to spill the entire, you know. And so he says, hi, I'm Peter Griffin. And he goes right into it. So, um, I mean, the, tr- the truth is, I admire all these people. I don't have yeah. any any of those disabilities. I, I seem to have. It's they've achieved more. Even if I didn't have it, I, like they, if they had no disabilities, it'd be impressive what they achieved. Exactly. And here they are, with more problems than I ever. So I'd say we got we definitely got a top three. I, Stevie Wonder, FDR. That's and you know guys like you know Bocelli. I love Bocelli's music, but I don't think he's anywhere close to being as famous as, as Stevie Wonder. Not compared to the other guys that are in contention. I mean Jose Feliciano. Why isn't that guy in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? He's got a hit song. We hear it all the time. Feliz Navidad. Very earwormy. Feliz Navidad. If that's all it takes. Feliz Navidad, Havana, Gila, and all that stuff. That's something like that. That's something like that. I speak, I speak all Spanish. Si. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, six, oh, seven, oh, eight, oh, nine, oh, ten, oh. I know all about that's that shit. Fluent. Fluent. Well, everybody, uh, that is going to wrap up uh, episode uh, two of season seven. We had uh, Carlin's Corner. We were hitch slapped. Next week, we will uh, hopefully have uh, the wonderful and talented Lady Bane on the phone with us, and we will play both of her songs in the entirety uh, next week. And one of our um, in-studio guests, um, R&B singer Miss Corinne Olivia, has a new song Okay, that we are also going to play uh, next week. And hopefully we can get her on the phone as well. I like when we get to interact and play around with the local talent around here. Kind of keeps things interesting. I would love to interact with Corinne Olivia on on a real deep level. Are you saying she has talent 
No, I just want to interact with her. Oh, okay. oh she's got talent too. She's amazing, beautiful, talented. talented. Well, incredible. there's a lot of ways talent can be construed. So we'll, I would love to interact with her. Is what I'm trying to say. Interface. Let us interface. So, Solio, where can people find out more about us? I understand we've got grams and tweets. Tweets and grams. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Viewer mail is going to be uh, week four. Week four viewer mail is coming up a couple weeks. All right. So we'll you gather can, the hatred. You can start bashing us right now and get ahead of it. Be like that Russian guy. You are a nutcase. You are nutcase. So where can they find out more about us, Solio? At Lighter Side Dark. That's Twitter. And Instagram. If lighter Side of? No. Or just Lighter Side Dark. At Lighter Side Dark. Good job. Do we have a website? We do. Lightersideofdark.com. Do we have a Facebook? We have a Facebook. Just go search for us on it. Uh, you could go by Lighter Side of Dark. You could, do, you could even type in the uh, LSD podcast if you like. Because if you listen more than short, three times. Well, you'll be hooked on LSD. You'll be hooked on LSD. Hopefully. Well, that sounds bad out of context, but the podcast, that is. We're so, safe. Yeah, we're, we're safe. We're, we're safe when we're used as directed. Please use as directed. Exactly. Take, take, take us and keep away from children. And you can write us a uh, listener at lightersideofdark.com or you can post at us on Facebook and all that stuff. So say hello or don't. Yeah, tell us we suck. Yeah. One, guy, one guy put, you suck, 270 characters saved or something like that. Yeah, that's, a, that's, about, that's about it. And we want to say a big thanks to our listeners uh, overseas. We know some of you are men and women in the armed services. Thank you for your service. You do what you have to do so we can do what we want to do. We appreciate that. Uh, to our German listeners, Wolfgang would like to say a few words. That uh, I want you to know that I have the utmost respect for you. And I would love for you to continue to listen in the future. Um, so thank you ever so much. Absolutely. And uh, to the uh, wonderful listeners in Ireland, they are up to 2% now. Oh. So we are we are just blowing up in the Emerald Isle. Yeah, I can only imagine. And we we actually have uh, a listing presence in uh, India. Yep. Somebody from some one person, I think two, three people. I came up on the podcast with these two crazy. Absolutely, I could not believe I was listening, and they would say the F word. Chad, you have to listen to this. No, no, listen. I got a great joke for you. This okay, is the greatest it. joke. Are you ready for this? I am prepared to receive it. Two, two Middle Eastern men come to the to United States of America to become citizens. That's very funny. They are, they are true. <laughs> this is a true story. They are standing in front of the immigration office and Ahmed says, Oh, I'm Ahmed. Oh, I'm Mohammed. Nice to meet you. I got an idea for us. We both are going for citizenship. We will come back here today to this place one year from today and we will see who has become more Americanized. Is that a deal? Ahmed shakes the hand and they walk away. One year goes by. They see each other. They embrace in front of the immigration building. The one says to the other, what did you do today, Ahmed? He goes, today I woke up in the morning. I went to Starbucks and paid $9 for a cup of coffee. I then picked up my two children, Jared and Melody, and I took them to soccer practice. I stayed at soccer practice. We then picked them up from soccer practice, put them in the minivan. We drove over to Pele Shoe Source, got them some new shoes. And now we are going home to have hot dogs, hamburgers, and iced tea. I believe I am more Americanized. Mohammed looks over and says, fuck you, towel head. There we go. And that is it. Ladies. That is it. I am the most Americanized. You, are, you have won the contest. And the truth <laughs> of the matter is, I got to get out there. I'm hurting my jaw. Truth of the matter is, a uh, friend of mine, a Middle Eastern gentleman from uh, Tunisia, mm. actually, is the one that told me that joke. 
So it makes it okay. So he can appreciate a good joke. Exactly. If you tell a gay joke, as long as the gay guy tells it to you, it's perfectly okay. It is a funny joke. Absolutely. So So thanks for listening to The Lighter Side of Dark with Sully and Smith. It has been a pleasure working with me, Paul. Boy, it really has. We'll see everybody back next week. Highlights for next week. Uh, We'll be doing Hall of Fame, Hall of Shame. We'll have Florida Man back again. We'll probably do this weekend, school shootings, uh, next week. And um, we're actually going to go with um, gay people. Who didn't have to come out. As our Mount Rushmore. Yes. Okay. Famous gay people who didn't have to come out, which basically means we already knew. We knew. I think I've got a couple of them right off the bat. For sure. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be safe, and we will see you next week. Bye, guys. The Lighter Side of Dark is a brainchild of DJs Rob Smith and Paul Solio and is meant for the sole purpose of entertainment, merely opinions of our host and not meant to be taken seriously. Written and produced by Paul Solio and Rob Smith. Edited by Rob Smith, announcer Dave Anthony, original music provided by Seth Book and a local Tampa band, Noodles Magoo. You may visit the website at www.lightersideofdark.com or visit on Facebook at the Lighter Side of Dark podcast, available on most podcast formats and services. For sponsorship interest, please email at listener at lightersideofdark.com. Recorded at the Fame DJ School Studios in Spring Hill, Florida. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please go back and start from the beginning of the series. We appreciate you following our show.